and welcome back to the Mixed Martial Arts Street Podcast. I am joined today by Chelsea Tiny Tank Connor. Chelsea, welcome onto the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. So I wanted to just dive straight into this. You've got a um, a very important fight coming up uh, with LFA, LFA 160, uh, Friday, June 16th, um, live on UFC Fight Pass. I know it's super exciting for you. Um, you've had a, you've had quite a long layoff. Yes. Yes, I have. It's coming up five years, I think. Yeah. Yep. Had a baby in between there. So, yeah. Yep. So, I mean, as far as like, you know, the time off, I know, um, you know, a lot's been going on in your life. You've obviously got um, Smile Back Training Center. Um, you've, yes. you've got uh, your second child that you had, um, which is fantastic. Yep. That's awesome. Um, I mean, how have you been able to, you know, balance, um, you know, training and, you know, being the CEO of, you know, your own um, MMA gym, you know, with, you know, training yourself and fighting uh, along with being a parent, you know, how, how, how do you do it all? It is definitely a juggling act. I have a fantastic support system. So um, my husband helps out a ton. My mother, uh, she helps out way more than than what she probably should. But um, she she comes, she helps out with kids. She helps with the meal prepping and all that. So she stays on top of that. Um, and me and my husband, my husband owns his own tattoo shop. So he runs that as well. Um, so we are, we're definitely busy, but, um, we, we managed to make it all happen. Lots of deep breaths and just refocusing on what's important in the moment and then going from there. <laughs> sure. Sure thing. No, that's awesome. And, um, I mean, hearkening back to, you know, smile back training center, um, you know, getting that started, what's it like, you know, not only just being a fighter, but being able to, you know, run your own establishment and, um, you know, how has that. I guess, um, improved your experience, um, you know, in being a fighter and applied to that, you know? Um, I I think the biggest thing is having to start someone from like the beginning, the basics and teach, you know, very beginner steps. And I think that's one thing, like as a professional, um, a lot of people get away from that. Like they're, they think that they're too good to do the basic fundamentals. And really that's not the truth. Like I've spent years. That's why I'm a professional. I've spent years doing the beginner basic fundamentals. And I think that's the, that's the most like beneficial thing for me running the business that I am is the fact that I get to do that every single day. I am reiterating every single day. These are the basic fundamentals. This is what you do. And that's what wins fights. It's not all the tricky, tricky things that people, all the flashy moves. It's literally the fundamentals making sure your body's moving in the correct, you know, directions and positions. And, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing for me that I think, you know, running the business is, is helping me the most. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know you mentioned fundamentals and um, I, I believe, you know, that describes your game uh, to a T, you know, yeah. um, double leg takedown, arm bar, um, you know, yep. easy one, two on the feet. Um, I, I want to kind of talk about, you know, your grappling base. I grew up, you know, um, wrestling and, and jujitsu. Um, so I've always loved the grappling side of things. Um, I, I kind of want to just talk about, I know you, you're a pro kickboxer. You've got, you know, the striking aspect as well, but, um, more specifically on your grappling, how has your grappling developed not only over the past five years, but over, 
you know, the past decade in, um, you know, in your, in your fight experience and, um, how have you, uh, you know, trained your grappling going into this coming fight? So it's kind of funny. Um, the very first gym I started at, I learned no ground whatsoever. I kind of learned how to take like a, a double leg shot. Um, and that was really it. I didn't know like that arm bars even existed or anything like that. Like, sure, I can grab around someone's neck and choke them. Like that was my fundamentals of my ground. Um, it was literally just a gym where we came in and beat the crap out of each other. It was back in 2009. So it was before like MMA really took off and people really knew how to train. Um, <laughs> so we just beat the crap out of each other. We we're all real tough and just, you know, it was more of boxing style. Um, than anything else and then I I took a layoff um I had a I had my first child and then when I came back to MMA I went to a new gym and that's where I started learning how to grapple um they kind of tore me and that's Fightopia um he you know tore me down from from my roots and was like you know you're you're wild you're crazy like let's let's chill out a little bit and figure out how to actually do the ground stuff. Um, in the, in that time frame, I had to work with a wrestling program. So I got in with, uh, D heart wrestling, who was at the time in the area, one of the most elite wrestling schools that you could be at. Um, so I spent, uh, quite a few years in that, in that barn, getting the crap kicked out of me by high school wrestling just phenoms <laughs> that did not yeah. want me there because I was a girl. Um, I would show up every day and just get my face ran through the mat time and time again. But for me, like, that's what I wanted. That's what I needed. And it made me now everyone thinks that like I'm a wrestler. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. really not. <laughs> I mean, I've spent over six years in a wrestling room, very high level wrestling rooms. Once I stopped going out to D hearts. I transferred to sure thing wrestling club and they're another just powerhouse, you know, like uh, D heart no longer lives in the area. He moved out of state. So I'm, I'm at shores now and they, they are very high level, especially here in Ohio. They're, they're the go-to um, people to go to for wrestling. So my wrestling's always been very high level wrestling. Um, so it's kind of just been something that, um, I've been forced to, I, I wasn't wrestling bums. So I had to like pick it up and learn like, holy crap, you know, like this is, uh, this is what I got to do. You know, it's, you just survive in those moments. So, um, that's kind of been the elbow evolution of my grappling. You know, it really, it is wrestler heavy, but, um, I have some pretty slick tricks, you know, when, when it comes to some things like that. So, uh, that, that definitely became something that I fell in love with later on doing the sport, you know, before it was just like, I just like to punch people really hard. Like I don't mind getting hit myself. And I know when I get hit and I get to hit you back, like you're going to feel my punch way more than I'm going to feel your punch, you know? So, um, that's always kind of been my style. So like the, the ground thing, falling in love with that was really cool because it was, it allowed me to become more technical and not so, um, 
not that I'm not aggressive with my, with my grappling, but I'm, I'm just more slick with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you could say that again. I mean, um, I can yeah. tell just by, you know, watching some of your, uh, your fight footage here, your, your transitions on the ground are extremely fast, extremely smooth. Um, you have a great understanding yeah. of, you know, what you're doing. And, um, I know, like you mentioned, you know, training with high level wrestlers, um, you know, ma male and female, um, just, yeah. uh, you know, iron, iron sharpens iron. And that's, uh, that's awesome to see, you know, um, your growth, I, I guess. Um, I kind of want to talk a little bit about Phytopia. I know, uh, obviously, uh, looks like you're, you're there right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, great gym, great gym, great place. Um, I, uh, I think, uh, if correct me if I'm wrong here, but, um, John Connor, you know, uh, he's uh, a big name there at Phytopia. Um, yep. Can you talk about, you know, your relationship with John and, you know, um, how that's developed over the years and and what's it kind of like, you know, being having a close relationship with someone that, you know, has taught has taught you so much? Yes. Yeah. So um, that so when I, we we met in 2014 um, and it was one of those things when I met him, I. I honestly really didn't like him that much. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we grew there um, and it, it was, we have two very different personalities, but he is as a coach, um, just, he has like a special, special power when it comes to coaching. Um, he can really break down anyone and get them like, in in god i call it god mode like he will seriously like transform your mind into thinking like you're god and no one can touch you so um that's been that's been really cool uh getting to go through that transformation with him as my coach um obviously he's my husband now so it has definitely been um <laughs> big changes at yeah. as we grew through the things like that so um, yeah, the first like year, year and a half that we knew each other, like I said, I didn't even really like him that much. So, <laughs> um, it's kind of that we're, we're where we're at now. Um, but it was those things like I, for what I kept on seeing him put into so many people, um, and the efforts and the sacrifices that he made and so many people were taking advantage of it. Um, it, it honestly just broke my heart and I was just, I'm a very genuine person. So I'm like, you're right or die, you know, like, so for me, it was like, uh, I wanted to show him that loyalty that he had been showing everyone else that most people weren't giving back to him, you know? So I, uh, it's kind of funny. I have the FT, we, we have this logo, the Fighttopia logo. And like, after you want to fight, you can get it tattooed on you. Um, and I wanted it tattooed, like my whole entire back tattooed with the FT, with the big old cage on it, with the Ohio outline. And he absolutely refused to do it. He was like, absolutely not like that. This was before him and I were ever together. Um, and he was like, no. So I got it small on my shoulder blades, but in my eyes, it was because like, I'm carrying this gem on my shoulders. Like I knew I had what it took to be able to get this gym, the publicity, the publicity that it, it deserves, you know, um, with him as a coach, like, like he is. And I mean, I'm not even trying to be biased. Like I said, I didn't like him at first. <laughs> um, really is as a coach, he's 
one of the best coaches I've ever, ever been around. So, um, yeah, it, to me, it was just kind of a no brainer, like be a good person to a good person, you know? So that, that is, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I can tell, I can tell you guys have a really special relationship. So that's really cool to see. Um, and you know, uh, I I've seen a lot of, you know, um, coach, you know, prospect, relationships in the past and I always feel like those are like super cool just to see um I want to talk a little bit about um your your first pro loss your first pro fight I guess um because it's a little bit of an odd situation where um you were DQ'd in the third round and I know when a lot of people go into fights and a DQ happens sometimes it can be um you know a little debilitating and you know um a a difficult thing to bounce back from um, you know, when that, when that fight did happen, um, can you talk about, you know, what your, what your mental was like and how you did bounce back? Because obviously your very next fight, you won first round armbar. So, yeah. um, yeah, so that was a tough one. Uh, there was a lot of stuff going on during that fight camp for my pro debut. Um, I had been kind of ran through the ringer on what promotion I was going to be fighting for. We were trying to fight here in Ohio and I was kind of being what I felt kind of like blackballed out of Ohio. So, um, it wasn't the coolest thing that, that I was going through, but, uh, we finally got in with King of the cage and they got me the fight up in Michigan. Um, and so there was some weirdness with my opponent reaching out to me on social media which I just anyone that does that um it just shows like how mentally weak they are and so so, like she was trying to message me and just kind of talk shit um and that's just not my style I'm not really a shit talker like at the end of the day you got to get in the cage and fight me like what what is talking shit gonna do you know so um she was you know kind of getting on my my social media and like saying things like she was real big on the fat shaming, which I cannot like, that's one of my biggest pet peeves ever. Um, so like, yeah, she was just saying things that, you know, as a, as a female professional athlete, you should never say, yeah, I didn't feel like, you know, like you shouldn't be talking about other people's bodies and stuff like that. That's really not cool to me. Um, so nonetheless, Uh, there was some social media back and forth beefing, as you could say, which really wasn't myself. It was my husband who was, he he can do the whole Let let him do, you you talk with your fists. He's the one that talks with the, with the Twitter (laughs) fingers. Yep. (laughs) I'm like, whatever, do your thing. So he, him and her kind of like going back and forth, whatever we get to weigh-ins and Yeah, I'm a professional. So I go to shake her hand at weigh-ins. There's no cameras. There's some fighters around, you know, but no one but a few fighters saw where I tried to shake her hand and she looks at me and she says, nah, I'm good on all that. And I thought, huh, okay. Like that's, that's weird to me. Like we're professional, you know, like we're supposed to act professionally so, um, <laughs> the fight happens and all I'm thinking is like, you got to fight me tomorrow. Like that wasn't a good idea to do that. So, um, the fight happens. It's an emotional fight for me. I don't fight well emotionally. Like it, it was just all the nasty things that she had said before getting in there. Um, 
and I fed into it, you know, like I learned a big lesson. Like I just don't pay attention to that shit no more. Um, but feeding into it, like I just knew, like I said, I was going to knock her out, you know? And like, that was, I had full intentions of going in there and knocking her out. Um, and I did like the first, the first exchange, I knocked her out quote on her feet and she's like grabbing my shirt, falling down and stuff. Yep. Um, but finished the fight. Uh, the, it went, I mean, it was, it was a scrappy fight. Like I, it was, um, she, she was a grappler. She just wanted to get to the ground. I knew that. So I kept one, I would take her down cause my, like I can take anyone down when I want to take them down. (laughs) So, um, that scores you quite a few points. So I would take her down and kind of cut her as she was getting up. I would throw a head kick every single time the ref stepped in one time to let her get up in the second round. Um, other than that, he kept on letting me throw it. Like it, it wasn't, there was nothing illegal about it. It's a, it's a technique you see all the time in the UFC. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so um, the fight continues. We get to the third round where we got, I think what, like 40 seconds left in the round. And, um, like I said, it was, it was me dominating the entire yeah. fight that she had one real good, um, glimpse in the first round. She, she did get mount on me and rain down some pretty big ground and pound. I got saved by the bell. So it wasn't anything too serious, but like she, I mean, she was tough. She was for sure tough. Um, and then, like I said, that, that last 40 seconds, she, I took her down as she was standing up. I went to throw the head kick. I was in, in motion of throwing the head kick. She's in motion of standing up. And as, so this is the thing is they tried to say it was a malicious head kick. Um, but I argue it was a malicious sit down. She saw it coming. <laughs> Why did she sit? That's fair. You enough. know, like, yeah yeah so um she uh she sat down the the my shin connected to her face and she got knocked out so um that was that instantly I went I sat in the middle of the cage I wasn't out jumping over the cage or acting like an asshole anything like that um but I did find it very funny that I knocked her out (laughs) you know like you know, that's what I said I was going to do. You know, I did what I said, you know, that was dumb on you to sit back down. Yeah. Um, so then she tried to shake my hand when all the cameras and lights were on and I hit her with the, nah, I'm good on all that. And walked out of the cage. <laughs> well, walking out of the cage, King of the cage is giving me a contract. They're paying me a bonus for what I just did. Like they loved me. She got nothing. She didn't get a contract. She didn't get shit. Okay. Um, her and her coach got real shitty about it. It there was an interview afterwards and just emotions. I sound I listened back to it and it was just me being um just, I guess just there was a lot of emotions going on. So I understand um, from from your point of view, I know a lot of people would look in at this and all they saw was the fight, but I know from what you've experienced between you and her, I can understand why, you know, you had all these emotions going in. (laughs) You wanted it to be a professional environment and she clearly wanted to make it about herself. And clearly 
sometimes people, you know, they they need to find a reason to be angry, to get into a fight. And it seemed like she was looking yeah. for a reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, no, it seems like she got what she asked for. So. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when when all that happened, I was cool with it. I was just like, whatever you got, you got a win that wasn't really your fucking win. But whatever, you know, <laughs> it is what um. And so I was moving on from it. And then all of a sudden, her coach and her file a lawsuit on me for, yeah, it it's the most bizarre, wild thing. I swear, I need a documentary on my life because there's like some mind blowing shit that would people would be like, what? It, like that really happens? Um, so yeah, they, they, they filed a complaint with the athletic commission of Michigan and, uh, the, which her coach works for or worked for at the time. Right. So that's, you know, Michigan, Michigan's whole interest. Yeah. 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 Just a little, um, there's a lot of, uh, politics. Yeah. So nonetheless, um, they they filed a complaint on me. King of the Cage is telling me, like, hey, don't worry about it. It's just in Michigan. Um, we'll fight you elsewhere, you know. So they're fighting me. I fight in Minnesota. I fight in California. Uh, she gets real upset, the girl that I made my pro debut against. She gets real upset when I get the title fight out in California. And then that's when, like, I had an attorney calling me and was like, hey, you know, like, you would need to appear in court. And I'm like, for for what? You know, like they're and it was literally they were trying to say that I was basically a dirty fighter um, and that I maliciously like hurt people, which is super bizarre because like everyone that I've ever trained with or fought, I have excellent relationships with, you know, like yeah. minus that one. There, there was one person that, um, yeah, she she got what she deserves. And yeah. <laughs> It is what it is. But uh, everyone else, man, mostly all the girls that I fought, you know, I train with them at some point or, you know, like after I fight, I'm like, it, I'm not that person. So yeah. it was it to me. I was just like taken back by the whole thing. Like what what's going on here? Like this isn't who I am. And the attorney that I talked to over the phone that was representing the state of Michigan, he had told me he was like, you know, you if you come up here to fight this like the only way that this gets changed is if the referee changes his uh decision and that's never going to happen and i'm like okay so what's my my options here so yeah. i had to pay a fine write an apology letter to michigan and yeah then because they ended up suspending my national license like everything was suspended so it was wild it was definitely a wild thing um but like i said that didn't happen right after the fight it can happen kind of like about six months after so sure. it was weird coming out of that disqualification you know i went and fought heather denny a few months later first round arm bar um that was we kind of knew like that was how that fight was gonna go um it it was definitely a favorable favorable fight for me um and yeah so the the bounce back off of the disqualification really didn't it like it wasn't a thing for me it was just like oh well it was what it was like it didn't affect me it was the lawsuit that was like what yeah. is going on here you know like 
yeah. So yeah, that was that's all. I think that. I can. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's spectacular. I think I can safely uh, say that 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 is the greatest story that's ever been told on this podcast because uh, um, that's <laughs> everything about that is so crazy. I mean, um, yes. just the build up into the fight with her, you know, getting on your case. And then obviously yeah. what happened during the fight happened. And as soon as that's over, she's turned the table completely. And now she's the victim. And, you know, oh. ah, it's, that's that's crazy. All of that's so, so bizarre and so yeah. wild. So, uh, um, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that, you know, you you made it out um, relatively yeah. unscathed, even though it, you never really did anything wrong. But um, uh, I want to kind of transition a little bit to this upcoming fight because um, I understand that your opponent obviously has a has pretty big name power to them. And um, I know uh, you're you're a pretty big underdog in this fight. And I, it seems like you're pretty excited about that. You you like you like the pressure that's on you with this. Yes, yes, I love it. I I usually go into the fights being the the one that the pressure's on, you know, like, oh, if I lose, like it's you know, I'm expected to win in most yeah. of the other fights that I've had. So this is real cool. Like knowing like, Hey, I'm the underdog, whatever happens, happens, you know, like it, it's, it's cool. Um, with whatever the outcome is, but the, the thing about it is, is like, you're taking someone that understands how to fight and is very well-rounded in MMA and putting them in the cage with a very one-dimensional kickboxer. I mean, is are we are we not thinking here <laughs> you know i just i think it's hilarious that they're very they're overlooking you know they're they're totally overlooking um <laughs> the caliber caliber of fighter that i am yeah. um and how well-rounded i actually am so um it's a massive opportunity for me. I'll take the name, you know, like I'll take the name and write it, you know, on my, as a win, you know, it's, it's going to be, like I said, whatever the, the outcome is, which I'm feeling more confident than I've ever felt going into any fight, which I, I usually feel pretty confident going into my That's fights. This, it's, it's to me looking at it. I'm like, it's so very lopsided. It's hilarious to me. They had they had her fight on YouTube. It's now disappeared. So um, I love that. I'm like, wow, that is like, that's great. They're trying to hide information. But this we've already seen it. We've seen it. We saw how she lost. We know like, hey, you know, she doesn't know anything other than kickboxing, you yeah. know, which is not going to it's not going to be a good good night for her <laughs> when she has to fight someone that knows how to actually fight. So, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we, we talked about fundamentals before um, you've yep. never been finished in a fight. Yeah. Um, your, your only, you know, losses by decision have been close fights. You had obviously the yeah. split decision um, against crystal as an amateur. And yep. then you had your um, title fight as well, which um, you had chances in like the first, second and fourth round where you almost finished her. I can't believe that in the first round when you had that arm bar locked in that she wasn't tapping out. You nearly had her arm torn off. Yeah. Yeah. I, her arm literally popped in my crotch and I was like, okay, she's on a tap. And then she starts kneeing me in my ribs and I'm like, holy shit, this, this chick isn't going to tap. So I got real confident and you, you can see it in the fight. I got it was my ego got in my way. I should have just kept the arm and I should have yeah. really snapped. So, um, 
and I'll just say this, if any of my uh, upcoming opponents are, <laughs> are listening to this, understand if I get your arm, I'm breaking it. Like you better tap because I, I learned my lesson on that. I let go of Cynthia's arm and I went to go for a, what we call a Sunday morning. I was going to switch off an arm bar, the other arm. Um, obviously she jerked right out and was like ready to fight. Uh, so that was, that was cool of her, but at the same time, um, lesson learned, I'm not letting go of that fucking arm. <laughs> so whoever, whoever <laughs> age, understand, like if I get your arm, you better tap quick because I will snap it. Like I got no problems. That's what happened with the, in the fight with Heather Denny, um, her arm dislocated and her elbow popped out. And I felt it. I heard her scream. I let go instantly because like, I didn't want to hurt her anymore, you know? Um, and she was a good sport about it. The ref tried to continue to let the fight go on. And like her elbow was sticking out the opposite side. And I'm like, uh, I don't think she really can do that. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, I don't want to. So, um, that was cool of her to not be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to fight you more. Um, You know, and I, I expected the same thing, I guess, out of Cynthia Arceo and she she didn't give a shit about her arm. So she did get put in a brace afterwards, like after she won the fight against me, which I mean, I don't know. It was a very close fight, very but close I fight. feel like, you know, I, I was more of the MMA fighter, you know, in that fight where she just tried to like karate point spar me. None of her shots will that were landing were of any damaging blows. I had her in trouble several different times, you know, almost finished the fight several different times. Um, so I get it. It was a close fight. I wouldn't have wanted that fight, but you know, at the end of the day, I do, I I feel a little, uh, a little robbed, you know? And, and that was tough. That was a tough thing to go through. Um, with that, with that loss, because I felt excellent going into that fight, um, I felt like I did everything I could do to to win that fight. And then when I didn't get the nod, which we kind of knew, because she was their amateur champion, she was their just like uh, the girl that I'm about to fight, Kiera. Um, she's their golden girl in LFA. So obviously, you know, if it goes to the scorecards, probably not going to look too good for me, you know, like no matter what I do. So mm-hmm. we, we know we got to finish, you know, and like I said, with the, with the Cynthia Arceo fight, um, I should have just broke the arm, you know, yeah. it, it's that simple, you know, the, I should have not let go of that arm. I had it and I, yeah. I, you'll, you see me, I just let go of it trying to get the other arm. And I should have just kept on cranking on that arm, let her slam me and make it tighter, whatever she wanted to do and really snapped it. So like I said, lessons learned. And um, I feel really sorry for anyone else that gets stuck in my arm bar because <laughs> I'm absolutely. Snapped, like 100%. You're not letting no let it go anymore. It's, it's never going to happen again. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I was yeah. going to you know bring that up. I mean, I feel like, um, you know, you definitely have the grappling advantage, you know, going into this fight. And, um, I yes. believe that's an area that, that you would definitely excel in. And, um, yeah, I would hope, I would hope that the finish comes on the ground or on the feet, but, um, I, I know definitely, uh, that that's, that's an area where, where you can exploit and, and take advantage mm-hmm. of that. So, um, 
I, I want as we're wrapping up here, I, I just kind of want to take an opportunity just to say once again, LFA 160, one week from today, live on UFC Fight Pass. It I know I know y'all aren't doing anything on Friday the 16th. So tune in, tune in. Chelsea will be there. She's gonna be fighting hard. She's gonna be um fighting for your dollar um as a huge underdog. So get in on that as well. Um Chelsea, I want to give you the chance to kind of, you know, uh, pitch the fight as well. Why, why why, should people tune in? What what are you going to deliver on Friday the 16th? I deliver fireworks. Every time I step in that cage, it is nothing but fireworks. You will be entertained. <laughs> Point blank. There's no – I've never had a fight that I've not either gotten submission of the night or fight of the night. Every single fight that I've ever fought. I've either gotten fight of the night or submission of the night. So, um, I mean, maybe this time we'll get a knockout of the night. You know, I'm feeling pretty, I'm fighting at 125 this time. I'm not cutting down, whittling my way down to 15. I got a lot of power and I see hands that stay really low. So that chin's open. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> awesome, Chelsea. Well, thank you again for coming on. Um, uh, I will be tuning in next Friday. So um, good luck to you. Good skill. Let's get it done. Thanks again. Yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate everything. What's up, mixed martial arts street fanatics? Are you looking for more content? Be sure to follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok as well. Visit our website for a list of all of our episodes. And if you like what you hear, smash that five-star review on Spotify. See y'all soon.